Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Financial Conversation with Donnell. My name is Donnell Lovely. I'm your host for today. So this episode, we're actually going to be talking about more about the financial conversation when we want to talk about starting a business and how what the process looks like, right? So um, when I first started my business back in 2015, um, I actually used what's called a franchise model. And what a franchise model is, it's like a McDonald's, right? When you actually understand um, you don't know anything about business, but you go to somebody that has a proven system and being able to actually duplicate their system and being able to start to actually build on from their from their profile. So what that means, that means McDonald's already found a way to actually get customers, found a way to do processes, found a way to actually um, service their client a, a, a systematic way, like an assembly line, to be able to start their business from first start to finish. So every franchise of uh, franchisee that goes up under that entity follows that persistent system, right? And you don't have to reinvent the wheel, so they already done it for you. And most of the time, when actually when I started, I actually followed that same system. I want I started in the tax industry, and someone already knew how to how to get clients. They already knew how to interview uh, potential. Uh, employees, they knew how to hire, they had contracts, they had all the things and stuff that I needed to do to be successful. That's why when I actually went on board with them, I was really successful very quickly because the learning curve um, for me trying to figure all these things out was already done for me from the beginning. Now, when you do franchise models, they take, they normally um, talk a little, a lot of, of uh, upfront costs um, when you're actually taking those things on. So sometimes it may benefit you to actually do a franchise model or it may benefit you to try to figure out a system that works for you or you use somebody else in the industry that actually understands what you're doing. So say, for instance, you want to start a coffee shop, right? A coffee shop, something like a Starbucks. But you don't want to go into the franchise model of the Starbucks. Normally what you normally do is you actually do what's called market research. You research your competitors, you research your clients, you research what type of coffee they like, how they like it, things like that. And then basically you just build a system and build a business that actually uh, target the client that you're looking for and what their needs are. So basically what I'm saying is anytime that you want to start a business, you got to start with the end in mind, right? Most of the time people just go out and just kind of figure out what they like, what they want to do, and then basically build a business from that, from what they like to do, like from like a hobby, right? So when you're actually doing those things, you actually have mistakes, you have issues, you're not set up correctly, you don't have a business structure, you can't get funding, you don't know how to hire the right people. So you're just kind of like all over the place, right? So have you, anybody been in that situation where they just started a business, just trying to bootstrap it, right, and don't really understand um, – I don't have pretty much none of that stuff together. So when you're actually trying to scale that business, you're too you're too attached to it. So if, it, if you're not the one working a business, then the business is not making money, right? Now, it's okay to start that way, but then you got to actually start putting processes and procedures and documentation in order. So now if you're, if you're doing the, the coffee, you're making the coffee, you're cleaning the thing, you understand that system, so you're writing it down, you're documenting it. Right. And that way you can hire somebody to just do that particular task. So now you took you yourself from that role to now the manager role. Right now. OK, now I need to know how to manage this particular person. I need to know what they what the what their needs are, how, how to be able to train them. Now you create a training manual. Then you actually go from the training manual. Now you're actually training a team of people. Now you're actually training a supervisor. You promote that person up until be there. So you actually see how you actually starting 
from nothing and building a system as you go. And it takes a little bit more time to do it that way, but it actually has a foundation that you normally would never have, have otherwise just out there just doing stuff, right? So one of the things that you like to talk about when I tell a lot of my clients is when they first started out, they actually need to be able to have uh, people that they look up to and they be able to be able to understand what what is the client's need, client avatar, right? So I want you to understand what the client avatar means. So a client avatar means the person that you want to deal with, right? So if you're sitting right beside, say like your best friend or your cousin, you understand what they what their pains are, what their problems are, what their situations are. Uh, what you think is what makes them tick, right? You understand, like, you know, like you have your little brother, your little cousin next to you. You know what to do to aggravate them, right? You know how to make them tick. You know what their pain crisis is. It's the same thing with the client avatar. You understand uh, what their demographics are. You want to understand um, what what are they what are they congregate on online? Do they be on social media? Are they offline? What's the age group that you actually want to communicate with? Are there younger guys? Are there mid levels? Are they between thirty and forty five? Are they between twenty five and thirty four? Are they between eighteen and twenty five? Like where are these people in their life? And what the situation that they be needing and the problem that you have that you can solve? Once you understand that, then it's easy to go in and, and go and get clients and go and start marketing and go and start building a successful business. Now, from the perspective of finances, it's always good to be able to have a, a structure that you understand, whether you know that you're going to be a sole proprietorship, whether you know you're going to be an LLC, whether you know you're going to have a corporation, and you're going to come into a lot of money kind of quickly. It's important to understand those things maybe in the beginning. So then now if you scaling up and you already hit maybe six figures and seven figures, um, then you won't be having this problem that, that the IRS come knocking at your door and saying, I need half, right? The biggest thing that I seen was this past, what, two weeks ago? I think that somebody won $1.3 billion in the lottery. And be, when they took the settlement, it was $800 million. And then after the taxes, it was $400 million. So they have $400 they, I mean, they went from $1.3 billion to $400 million. That's a lot of money to be doing taxes, but you know, it's a lottery. So again, you don't have any ways to do that. But if you're going to set yourself up to be able to understand how taxes really work, then you know how to say, okay, let me find a way to, to mitigate my biggest expense, which is not payroll, which is not your overhead, which is not your, your salary. It's the taxes, right? So in order to be able to do that, you need to have a strategic way and a bit uh, a strategy that you'll be able to under implement year over year over year. So you want to have a, a one-year goal, a five-year goal, a 10-year goal. So now that you can understand, like Amazon did, when they actually understand back in 98, right, to now that they don't have to pay any taxes and they make over a trillion dollars. Well, they was able to understand and understand tax laws. They understand credits. They understand strategies and techniques to do what the IRS want them to do and what the government want them to do to give them incentives, right? They understand how to be a a research company. They understand how to be a employer to millions and millions of people. They understand how to um, do different types of credits where they're actually doing a trucking industry. They're being partnerships with a lot of other companies. They're doing acquisitions, right? They actually give those types of tax credits. They're being able to write off a lot of things for research purposes or, um, you know, EVs and EUs, which is uh, electric vehicles that they're using to run their operation. They automate a lot of things. So they was able to take a strategic way 
of running their business to mitigate around the tax industry, the tax code, to be able to lure their tax bill. So now they don't really have to pay zero. I seen an article the other day that Donald Trump's wife has passed away a couple months ago, right? And she she passed away, and what he did, he took her body and buried it on the golf courses. Well, why would he do that? Well, according to the IRS, I mean the the state code of New Jersey, he can he can actually get a tax write off for having burying someone in the, in his in his golf course. Well, basically, you're actually talking about a cemetery. But what is a cemetery? Well, according to that particular rule, a cemetery is any person that has that buries somebody on their land uh, in any kind of form. Right? So now you can actually take a tax write off um, from. What are you going to pay? Eighty thousand dollars in property taxes to now cut that property in zero, and now he had to avoid paying taxes just because he was able to bury his wife, his ex-wife, on the golf course. Not only that, what he also done, he actually bypassed state uh, um, estate taxes because if you have an if you if you have an estate tax and you bury somebody, you have to avoid the state taxes. He avoided property taxes, and also he avoided. Um, uh, the state taxes as well. So all those things go is being able to have a strategy, right? To have someone to be able to, to, to understand these different types of rules and regulations to not say, Oh, he's avoiding it. He's avoiding. He's just doing what the law says. He's able to manipulate the laws or being able to follow the laws to his advantage. Right? So now people always talk about avoiding taxes, avoiding taxes, avoiding taxes. It's legal. Right, it's illegal to avoid taxes. Evasion is illegal. Right, not trying to pay it at all. Um, so, what I was trying to figure out and want to want to explain to you. So, when you actually start in a business, you want to start with the end in mind. You want to understand who are you trying to uh, target. You want to start where they are and what problem that you can solve. Once you do that, you formate you formate your business around the tax code. And understanding if I need to have an LLC, a sole proprietorship, an S corporation, a corporation based on your long term goals, and then then you can actually have somebody set that up for you. So now you're taking the depreciation, you're taking tax write offs, you're also being able to hire your children, right, and take those deductions where you actually can pay them up to twelve thousand five hundred dollars, and now their income is not taxable. So if you have three children, that's $36,000 that you can take off a $100,000 income where you don't have to pay any taxes on there. And then being able to actually travel, right? You have travel expenses. Now you can take your family on a vacation, talk business one day, and now the whole trip can be can be used as a tax write-off. So there's a lot of different ways to be able to actually um, to be able to structure your business and to be able to understand for the long term, right? Another thing that I see a lot of my clients have problems with is getting funding for their business, right? Because again, once they, because they're not structured properly, right? They don't have the right entities. They don't have um, um, business credit or, or, or any type of credit established for their business to allow someone to give them funding for their business. They don't know what evaluation is of their business. They don't know like today, what would your business be projected for the next 12 months, 16 months sales, things like that, right? Because one of the things that they don't have, they don't really manage their books well. like. People really don't manage their books well because they don't want to pay nobody a bookkeeping. They don't want to do it because beyond which is tedious, right? It's tedious. It's stressful. You, you lose something. And then at the end of the tax year, you want to take your tax uh, preparer and you're going to send them a whole envelope of, of, of receipts and let them figure it out. And then you want to pay them $100. 
right? So I don't think that's kind of fair. But what I actually think, I think you should be able to uh, have what's called a, a, a tax plan. And a tax plan is actually done before the, the end of the year. Gets you actually, you know, your monthly your monthly statements together. You want to get your quarterly statements together, and you want to get your yearly statements together. So, but that's gonna uh, the, uh, show you how to be able to manage your money. What what are your what's your cash flow looking like? What's your payroll and expenses are looking like? What's your tax is looking like beforehand? So now we're in August. You know, you're gonna do with the end of the year before you have to start. You know, figuring out taxes and not wait till you know December and January and try to write off everything, right? You know, you don't you don't have a, not unless you got enough money like like some people that can just buy a plane or a bus and write off all of it <laughs> at the end of the year, right? And at December twenty third, they take they take a whole plane and now they can write off you know three million dollars in, in in you know in two weeks. So if you don't have that type of uh, that type of assets or that type of funding, it's better to understand how to um, structure your business in a way that it's just going to be able to benefit you, you know, mostly from the short term, but not only from the long term gains. Right. So um, if you got any questions, if you got any more comments, stay tuned to the next episode. I hope this was helpful. Um, leave a comment about any other things that you want to talk about um, re related to starting a business, related to structuring your business, also related to be able to reduce taxes to zero. Right. Because, look, it's always about not how much you make, but it's about how much you keep, right? Again, guys, my name is Donnell. This is the episode of the Financial Conversation with Donnell. Stay tuned. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram. Also, um, I want you to DM me the word freedom and my on my on my DMs and my Instagram stories. And that way, I'll give you a free gift at the end. So you how to reduce your taxes to zero. All right, guys. So this, this includes this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.